Welcome to episode 64 of the Daniel Yoris podcast with today's guests, co-founders of Othership, Amanda and Harry. Let's go. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Joined here today by Amanda and Harry of Othership here in Toronto. Guys, thanks so much for joining me here today. Hey, Daniel. Thank you so much for having us, man. So happy to be here. Yeah, it's 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 amazing to finally connect after so much time. And before I give you a chance to kind of talk about Othership a little bit, I want to just congratulate you on getting it going and what a great job you guys have done. I know from a little bit of the inside track of how long of a process this has been and how many hurdles and things that have had to come up through it and, and finally getting the chance to come down last weekend. It was beautiful. It was amazing. I think I said to you in the email, email Amanda, like I'd thinking about it, I don't even think that there's anything I can say that's like, oh, this maybe could improve or like nothing. Like it was absolutely perfect. So congratulations on all of that. Thank you so much, man. Uh, I could say that we are in the same headspace. Uh, it's been five years in the making for us since we really conceived the idea. And like you said, just like tons of building and research and pivots and blocks and stops and turnarounds. <laughs> and then here we are now, we're at this really exciting time where both businesses are like open and flourishing and people are experiencing it. And just to see the look of transformation of awe and wonder on people's faces, it is like absolutely everything to us. So it's a really exciting time in our life and it's, and it's exciting, to sh- exciting to share the story. Yeah, absolutely. And so give us a give us a little bit of the background of of who you guys are individually and then we'll talk about how that how that turned into othership. Sure, yeah. So I have an interesting story that's not related to the sauna at all or the business world. Um actually at age 15, I was playing basketball in like grade 10 in uh in Toronto and I was I grew up up north. So it was like a tournament and then after the tournament, I got essentially like some woman came up to me saying you have like the most amazing skinny little legs. You should be a model. And I never thought about it in my life. I was a massive tomboy. Um, and then quite literally three weeks later, I was walking for Prada in Milan. And then I went to Paris and did every single high fashion show. I was named like top model of the season, two seasons in a row, had a crazy, crazy high fashion career um, up until I t- turned 21. Um, so I moved to New York, lived there for three years, and then came back to the city, wanted something more fulfilling, moved to Toronto and went to business school. And then I met Harry like the week I moved back. And that was really like the turning point in my life for sure. Um, just like Harry opened my mind to so many different possibilities and a new way of thinking. So that paired with going back to school and just doing some soul searching of like what it is that truly wanted to do that made me happy in my life. Um, it didn't come right away. It was like many years of being in school and having these brainstorming sessions with Harry and then one day we were sitting in the sauna at his family's cottage. We were saunaing a lot that summer and using the icy waters of Georgian Bay to jump in in between and bringing the family in after dinner and making the sauna pitch black and bringing in our sound healing instruments and Harry's musician at heart. So he's, you know, getting us to use our voices and expressing ourselves and all these weird things started happening in the sauna. And we're just like, whoa, this is a place of, you know, transformation in terms of making people connect with each other, connect with themselves. And it was just one day we were sat in there and it clicked. I think actually it was back in the city and I called Harry after doing a hot yoga class and I was like, Harry, it's the heat. Like it's the heat. This is it. So um it was just like this is the sauna. It has to has to be this space. And then Harry can tell his side of the story when he went over to Europe and all that stuff. But that was kind of the spark of it all. And it never felt more complete. Like the idea felt so succinct to me of just like this can help people feel good in the moment. And that was everything for me. Wow. 
Yeah. And for me, it's really been just a process of self-discovery really since college, um, really attested to my first mushroom trip back in 2008, which shed the veils um, and allowed for me to see reality in a clear picture and just a continuation from that point on uh, a journey exploration into who I was and what my life calling was. Uh, I was an artist out of college uh, after having been a hockey player before that. And what really inspired me during those times is just like the fact that I was a Renaissance man, like hockey, art, music, nature, exploration. And it was kind of, it was definitely my strength and it still is my strength, but it was also my weakness in that I was kind of scattered. I was all over the map, ADHD, couldn't really settle on one thing and was living this life that was very unsettled um, and not me. Um, and so a lot of soul searching and a lot of these moments that just helped for me to continue to see who I really was. One of the most profound was indeed meeting Amanda in 2013 in Georgian Bay, falling madly in love and realizing from the moment we saw each other that we were meant to do something together in this world, something that bettered each other as individuals, um, as a couple, and that was in service to humanity, like for the greater good. So jamming on that from the moment we met and three years in, we realized we came upon sauna in the cold, just empirically for the first little while without having done any little research at all. It was just like, holy shit, this makes us feel so good, so alive. I'm in my body. I'm in the present moment more so than I ever have in my entire life. And all those feelings of like, I, it just centered me and anchored me and helped for me to realize that this was my life calling. And the more research we did into the health benefits, how the science was starting to understand what the ancients have intuited for thousands of years. That was another huge point of reference for our research, just like the fact that this has been for thousands of years. And in researching the trend, how the sauna reinvented was the uh, trend for 2018 and beyond, as defined by the Global Wellness Summit. Every All the research we were doing was just signifying, was just pointing uh, to us, um, signifying that we were in the right direction. So that was five years ago. Um, and it's just, er everything has aligned since then. So here we are today. Did a bunch of research. Um, like I said, we partook in retreats. We went over to Europe for six weeks to train under three-time world champion, uh, office champion, Rob Kaiser. Uh, we led retreats. We met our business partners along the way. COVID hit, so that kind of really stopped the process. It's been a wild journey, but a beautiful journey. And it's, it's really seemed like the universe has conspired to have our back since we had this idea five years ago. Definitely, definitely a long journey and, and a beautiful journey, as you've, as you just said, like, you know, you guys both came from such, such different backgrounds and, and things that are not traditionally thought of that would have anything to do with meditation, mindfulness, breath work, sauna, ice, like total opposites, right? But it all kind of leads back here. And I think maybe the piece that anchors that is that it's a very human experience. It's not very human to like play hockey or be a model. Like these are not, these are creations of, of our society, but they're not innately human. But like you said, Harry, you know, we've been going into the ice, into the heat for hundreds, thousands of years. And just now the science, quote unquote, is catching up to us. But like, when you feel it, you know, and, and that's enough, should be enough for everyone to, to really know that how special these things are. Exactly. Yeah. It's like the primal instinct kicks in like this heat heals. It feels good intuitively. Right. And then out of that, you're just like ready to have conversations. You're more open, like community forms. And yeah, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, and it's really cool to notice, like, you know, we look in the history and the hot and cold has been used for thousands of years culturally, but you look at it from more of an evolutionary or anthropological point of view. And the fact that the hot and cold, we evolved with these natural stressors for hundreds of thousands of years. You know, we're living a very sedentary lifestyle these days. We're sitting all the time. 
we have food whenever we want it. If we're hot, we put the air conditioner on. When we're cold, we crank up the temperature and put our sweaters on. It's just like we're so comfortable living in within this specific bandwidth. But if you look at the way in which we evolved, we have endured and we have been strengthened our physiologies because we are enduring these stressors all the time. Um, so it just, it's just really cool to bring it back to the sense that doing the hot, doing the cold, doing the breath work brings us back into a primal state of physiology and evolution. Yeah, I think that that's a, a very important thing to mention. And I know that a lot of people will be quick and be quick to do something like cryotherapy in like the chamber with the nitrogen gas and whatever. And like, and that's cool. I've personally never done it, but like, you know, it's expensive and not very natural. Meanwhile, if you want to go into the cold, like you can turn the shower tap to cold. We both live in here or the three of us, we know we live in Canada. Like when it's January, you can go outside without your jacket on for a couple minutes. Like it's, that's okay. Like these elements do exist. There is certainly a value to doing it in like a more controlled and like a deeper cold setting, like jumping into a cold tub or stuff like that. But these elements do exist. And like part of it is being human, like going outside and putting your bare feet on the snow is not like, it's not that crazy. Like you can do that and you're going to like, you're going to be fine and you're probably going to feel great. And people have done this for hundreds, thousands of years, but you know, we would rather like put a, put an ice pack or, you know, turn the, turn the heat down or something like that. And so it's just like, you know, we can just have this human experience. And I think that that is something that you guys have created within a city that is much larger than people who don't live in Toronto think like Toronto was very, very big. It's one, you know, fourth largest city, I believe, in North America. Hustle and bustle, hard to kind of escape and get into nature and feel those human experiences. But what you guys have created is a, is a nice escape from that right in the heart of the city, which is which is very beautiful. Yeah, I mean, this is a, there's like proof of this from this past weekend. We led, um, I think, the biggest cold plunge ever to happen in Toronto, mm-hmm. um, and it was like 400 people all came out. It started with like one email to a person, like, "Hey, we should do this. We should do this event. We were going to do it before COVID hit, actually, and then it just became." too much to get everyone all together outside. So it ended up working out now. And then it spread like wildfire. And all of a sudden we show up on the beach on Saturday to lead this. We have a microphone, we have speakers, uh, other organizers helped out. um, And all of a sudden there's 400 people ready to jump in the water together. And it was so powerful to watch the community come together. And also um, just like the resilience people want to have, right? They want to show themselves that they're stronger than this cold water that they can do anything they put their mind to. And especially coming out of COVID, like we've had to test ourselves a lot, right? So this was just like, I think the icing on the cake to be like, yeah, we can do anything. Yeah. One thing that I've spoken about in reference to COVID a lot and, and, and mostly with exercise is that, you know, fitness in the gym, it's like, it's a way to test ourselves and to do hard things so that when hard things happen outside of, you know, in, in real life, like COVID, you have some resiliency built up. You've built up that muscle to be prepared to handle whatever the real things in life are. And I think the ice and the heat is another way to do that exact thing. It's a controlled environment. It's very safe. You're, you know, you can get out when you want, blah, blah, blah. Nothing really bad is going to happen to you. Um, but you, if you can control that and get through that, then you can you have some tools to get through other hard things in life that are more real. Yeah, man, you're exactly right. And you're speaking our language like doing the hot, doing the cold, doing an intense style of breath work. These are intense and this is activating our stress response. So we are tapping into our physiologies, our autonomic nervous system. What we once thought was an autonomic process that we couldn't really take control of our digestive system, our circulatory system, our endocrine system, uh, the release of hormones and neurotransmitters that give rise to our state of consciousness, how we feel about ourselves in our environment, we can actually tap into and we can exercise our nervous system like we do our muscles when we go to a gym. 
flex our muscles to make ourselves stronger and more adapt to any stressors that we face from that point on after. That is exactly what's happening when we expose ourselves to these stressors and rest in the moment, rest in awareness of the stressor as it's hitting us full on, allowing for these beneficial pathways to be activated, but resting in it and observing and surrendering to something that is intense so that we, and then this is something that we can, it's not just in that moment. We take this we have, we have exercised our nervous systems so that when we go out into the real world and we get cut off in traffic or somebody screams at us or we receive a shitty email, these things that activate our stress response, that, and we don't know the difference between whether we receive a bad email or we're being chased down by a bear. It's the same thing. That stress response is activated and it remains open if we do not know how to actually control it, to take a deep breath, to surrender to it, to observe it without necessarily reacting to it. That is, that is exactly what the hot and the cold and the breathwork do. They prepare us. They allow for us to tap into our physiologies. So we become more the pilots of our lives and less so the passengers. We're just, we're, things are happening to us and there's no way in which we can control how we respond to it. We are taking control and it's just so, it's so powerful. Yeah. When I guide people through the ice at other ship, it's so interesting. As soon as they get settled and they find their breath and, or if they don't quite get there, like the first thing I, you know, always remind people like, this is not training for ice baths. This is training for how you handle stress in your life. And people hearing that you can see the click in their mind. And all of a sudden they're like, Whoa, you're right. Like, this is how I react to stress outside. And, and it makes a shift. And they even like, they try harder. They're like, okay, I can breathe through this. I got this. And then so many times people, after they come out, they're like, wow, that, that really stuck with me. Like this is like, this is how I react to stress. Like this is training. This is helping. And we're seeing people as well. Like the real life evidence, like I'm a walking example of this. We, we cold plunge now like four, four times a week. And I used to be, I mean, Harry can be my best advocate here for me, but I used to be like very, very stressed in my life when really this, I should be like more stressed now, but more than ever, because of how much stuff we have going on. And I'm cool as a cucumber. Now I can handle everything that's happening. It's coming at us. You know, like our ceiling in our house, like exploded the other day with water pouring out of it. I actually started laughing. I'm like, Oh my God, what is happening? And before <laughs> I, I, I would have like seen red, my heart rates would have picked up. I wouldn't have been able to even form a sentence. Like the real stress response would have kicked in. And it's, it's, I definitely have a higher baseline to stress now from exposing myself to these controlled stressors. It's amazing. Yeah. Those are two, two amazing examples of like, and, and Harry, I love the way you said that being the pilot of our own life. And, and I, and I say that more in reference to fitness, a similar kind of thing often, like, you know, you got to be in control of what, what's going on, but you got to be in control of your whole life. And being the pilot is a great, great analogy. And so, yeah, so I, I'm fully with you guys on, on all this stuff to, to, you know, use it to build resilience, to deal with the things in our, in our regular life. Now, I want to kind of switch gears and talk a little bit more specifically. Let's start maybe with the sauna and talk about some of the benefits of the heat specifically, like separate from the ice um, or, or from the cold. I keep saying ice. It's not ice. It's cold. But <laughs> um, talk about some of the benefits of the sauna, how, how it works and, and why, why it works. So first, we'll just go high level. What you're doing when you're exposing yourself to hot and cold, they fall into the same scientific phenomenon. And this is known as hormesis. That is the exposure to a short stressor in a short, controlled, conscious burst that if you if you were exposed to in long bouts, it would be harmful or even fatal. But it, in this controlled and conscious burst, it is profoundly good because it activates pathways that we have encoded within our genes. We can express genes through the exposure of these stressors and that we have built within our nervous system to make ourselves more resilient to these stressors. 
And then just to talk to the hot high level, I mean, what is happening is we're going through a full physiological transformation. We are transforming ourselves down to the cellular level. It is like, it is like a metamorphosis. You're going in a caterpillar, you're coming out, uh, through the cocoon, a butterfly, um, just to speak to this high level, super legitimate study, 2,500 men followed for 20 years in university, uh, done in Finland by the university of Eastern Finland and a super legitimate study. They adjusted for all, uh, risk factors, obesity, socioeconomic status, smoking, alcohol. They adjusted for all of this. And what it showed was that men who sauntered four to seven times a week, as compared to men who sauntered one time a week. So they're still sauntering one time a week. Cause I think they just couldn't find any men who did not sauna <laughs> in Finland. It showed that it revealed it, it lessened their chance, um, of, any type of non-accidental death, all-cause mortality reduction by 40%. Cardiovascular fatality, number one cause of death in the modern Western world, reduction by 50%. So it's incredibly good for our hearts, um, our circulatory system, endothelial function, um, and for our brain as well, reduction in Alzheimer's and dementia by 65%. So just some staggering, staggering numbers right there. Um, and the result for all of these things, um, reduction in inflammation, higher, uh, immune scores. These are two of the largest biomarkers in understanding, uh, centenarians, people that live to hundred and beyond, uh, relief of congestion, stagnation, uh, of blood and of energy flow throughout our organs and our entire body, which is absolutely pivotal. We have um, lymph fluid, eight times more fluid than the amount of blood in our body. But the thing about the lymph is that it doesn't have a heart. So it needs to be pumped in some sort of other way. And the lymph is directly connected to our sweat glands. So by sweating this profusely, we are moving a lot of this fluid, a lot of this stagnation, a lot of toxins that are stored within our body. We are excreting it through sweating. And there's the release of heat shock proteins. They're called heat shock proteins because they're only activated when we are exposed to heat. It's the only time. And these are these proteins that chaperone all other proteins to do their job. And these proteins, you can think of proteins in the entire body as being like the catalyst for any type of reaction to take place. They are our hormones. They are our digestive enzymes. They are our immune cells. Um, but so often these proteins became, become aggregated. They become misaligned, misfolded, and they're not able to do their job. They stay still hang out in the body, um, folded, causing inflammation, causing senescence, causing cancer. And so these heat shock proteins help to realign the structure of the protein and help for them to do their job better. So it's really just like this top to bottom, full-blown physiological and holistic betterment of the inner workings of our body, body, mind, and energies, emotions. I remember reading that study maybe five or six, seven years ago, something. I'm not sure exactly when it came out, but I remember I remember reading it and, and I was shocked and amazed. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I'd been in a sauna before. I know it feels great. I feel great afterwards. So like, yeah, it's probably doing something good, but you don't know the actual science behind it. Read that study and I was like, wow, this is like even way better than I thought. And then right. my next thought was like, 
I kind of wish the researchers just lied a little bit and also said like it promotes weight loss so people would pay attention to it because all of that stuff that you just rattled off is like amazing and like way more important than anything, but it's not tangible. Like people don't really know what that stuff means or like how it makes a difference in their life. But if I lose a little bit more fat on my belly, like, okay, I'm all in, I'll, I'll do whatever you say. And sauna is just me sitting there. It's easy, quote unquote. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to change my diet. I don't have to, you know? So I, that, that was one, that was one thought that I had coming up when, when reading it, but all of those things are successful so much more important than, than than anything else and and they will it probably will lead to weight loss just as a cause of those things but indirectly so mm-hmm. yeah exactly it, it definitely would ind- indirectly uh, also like if you're sweating a lot and you're t- like that means you t- kind of take care of yourself and you you know mm-hmm. so it, i think it does start to lead to that whole healthier lifestyle and you know there are some other interesting scientific facts that kind of do speak to like that immediate benefit like it helps aid in muscle growth and reduces muscle atrophy uh, which is just amazing. So it's it's amazing to do after a workout. It'll just help to put on more muscle mass. Um, yeah, they did this really funny study where they had a little mouse, like two mice, and they were in a sauna. Like they made like a mouse sauna, and they put one mouse had like a cast on its arm, and the other mouse didn't. And um, or sorry, another mouse did, but he wasn't in the sauna. So they measured how much muscle growth was lost if you were the mouse in the sauna versus the mouse out of the sauna. And when they took the cast off after like X number of weeks and the show that the mouse in the sauna had significantly less muscle loss than the mouse out of the sauna. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, you know, similar to your point, like a lot of this is deep scientific information. It, it helps at times for those that are curious. Okay. You know, we explain high level, like this is so profoundly good for you. You don't even need to say that. It's just like, go experience the sauna yeah. and push yourself into that point of discomfort, jump into the icy waters in the bath. You don't need to know about the science. It's just the way that you feel and the immediate state shift, the shift of emotional state and state of consciousness in the immediate moment. You're just like, wow, I feel so good. I feel so alive. I came in here with all this baggage, stress and anxiety and you know, just fear of belonging and connectivity. And all of a sudden, I'm feeling more connected. I'm feeling more whole. I'm feeling more myself. You don't even need to dive into the science. You feel it wholeheartedly in your body and in your state of consciousness. And then just for those that are interested, okay, what is happening to me? Like, how is this happening to me? Then we're able to dive into all all the science, like this actual hard science that we can all ascribe to. Okay. This is helping for my mind to understand why I feel so good. Yeah. And, and just to that feeling good point too, like you, you're chemically happier um, when your body's in a state of stress or a state that it doesn't like, it releases dynorphin. Dynorphin is the opposite of endorphins. So when you push yourself in the sauna, it feels great for the first, you know, 15 minutes and the next 16th minute, 17th minute, you're like, Whoa, I start to feel like I need to get out of here. You're sending alarm signals to your brain. Um, and that is dynorphin being released in your body, which is the feel bad hormone, which is released in a smart way. Cause in nature, if you fell through the ice or you were exposed to really intense heat and your, your body sending signals to say, Hey, get out to be safe, but you're in a controlled environment. You are safe. So by letting that dynorphin release a little bit longer, what happens is it actually opens up more receptors that allow for endorphins for the next 24 hour period. So you have more receptors open, they're ready to receive endorphins so that when you come out of the sauna or you go into the ice and you exit the ice, you feel so good. Well, that is allowing even more endorphins to flow into your body. And those receptors, like I said, stay open for next 24 hours. So when you come home and you have that meal, food tastes so good after you sweat, you know, like your sleep is so amazing. So you are, you are more primed to receive these endorphins, uh, which is amazing. 
It's, yeah, it's that, a place that, to shift your state in real time. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that makes a lot of sense too, just logically thinking, because, you know, our body wants to stay at one state. It doesn't like to change and especially in extremes. So when we do push to those extremes, it has to work harder to get us back to our, you know, homeostasis, our middle ground. And so the more times we can practice bringing it back, bringing it back, bringing it back to the, to the middle from, from either end of the extreme, we're going to get better at that the same way we get better at doing anything else. You, you got to go a little bit more so you can, so you can create your baseline a little bit higher. Exactly. <laughs> with the, with the um, post-workout stuff, I think that, and correct me if I'm wrong here, it's, it's, it's a lot to do with muscle growth in the sauna because it kind of speeds up the inflammatory process to help those muscles heal and, and regrow quote unquote a little bit faster. Is that correct to say why the sauna would be beneficial post-workout, whereas the cold might not be as beneficial directly post-workout? Yeah, exactly. So the cold specifically is super anti-inflammatory. There's the release of norepinephrine, threefold increase, and that acts as a uh, hormone which reduces inflammation widespread throughout the body. So that's another reason why you feel so good in the cold, but it's not the best for muscle regrowth. You kind of need those inflammatory pathways to be activated. Um, another reason that I know of is that eight human growth hormone is, you know, endogenous within the body and it, it is released, I think up to uh, two and a half times um, under exposure to uh, heat stress. So, so they're linked more to the heat shock proteins than, than to whatever would come from the cold. Um, to your knowledge. Human growth hormone. Yeah. Human growth hormone. Yeah. 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 So if you're having like a muscle day at the gym, go to the sauna after, but don't go to the ice. But if you're having like a day where you went and ran and you know, ran 10 K and you want to reduce the inflammation for the next day, then the cold is definitely your ally after that. Yeah, so it makes sense. And again, all these seems all of these things seem very logical when you like say it out loud and think about it. But you know, it's nice to have the science, but also you can just experience this for yourself. And you're like, oh, okay, yeah, that 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 works, makes sense. <laughs> That's like why this is the most fulfilling business in the world, I think, for us because we've created a product where, um, you know, we're in the space and we can see real time people's faces and their reactions and their heart opening and just everything. And we're like, oh my god, like this is so amazing. This is why we created this, and we're seeing it. And it's just like mind blowing <laughs> to, to your guys knowledge have you has anyone ever come through yet and been like i ah, didn't really enjoy it that much it's 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 insane man like every single person is leaving like with a huge smile on their face mm -hmm. like oh my god like i'm coming back <laughs> i'm gonna bring all my friends and like people crying at the door like you have no idea how much i needed this in my life like this like thank you like we get thank yous constantly like thank you for creating this in toronto like toronto needed this so badly i don't feel like i'm in toronto i feel like i'm somewhere i feel like i've traveled i feel um you know it's amazing and the messages we receive too like it's it's wild. And we say this very humbly, of course, like we, we're just, we're just the vessels that are allowing for each journeyer to go on their own journey of self-discovery and transformation. Um, yeah, it, it all, it's all within them and it's all as a result of the exposure to these completely natural stressors. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly like we just provided the space for it. And then it's, everyone's on their own journey and it's true. Everyone is on their exact own journey. Watching people go through the ice. Everyone has a completely different experience. Everyone, you know, there's emotions released, there's happiness released. There's, there's so much. And then an interesting dichotomy to that. It's like this individual personalized journey, but at the same time, we're all in the sauna together. We're all going on this together. Inhibitions are just shed. Like our, our clothes are left in the locker. Like we're half naked. So we're just all very human. We're all the same level playing field. We are very, it's very human experience. We're all partaking in the same fundamental physiological function, sweating, 
and syncing up our physiologies in this journey of the hot and the cold. And we're all going through something that's intense. And anytime a, a group of people go through something that's intense, anytime in history, you are bonded by that inherently. No words need to be spoken. We went through this together. So while it's individual, it's also like this very communal sense of, of belonging. Like we did this together. And the inhibitions, the guards are just shed. And we can engage in deep and meaningful conversation I've never seen a space that has allowed for, for that to happen before, you know, maybe you can equate it to the bar, but that is inauthentic. Like we're getting drunk and it's just, it's, it's not an authentic way of communication. This is the endogenous high. This is the feel good and the opening that allows for us to make meaningful and deep connections with others. And just also for listeners too, like some people might be like, well, this, you know, there's a bathhouse. I know a spa I can go to, but it has a sauna, it has a cold It, you know, what makes us different is the community aspect. So, you know, a lot of spas, like modern outdoor bathhouse spas, you're told you can't talk. Like they're all quiet, right? They have quiet zones and you're shushed. And it's in this moment where you are so open. Like you want to talk to people. Like you don't have your phone. That's the biggest thing. You're, you're disconnected from technology for this two hours. And what time do we ever get like that these days? Like when do you not have that thing strapped to you? So of course you want to turn to the person next to you and just begin to talk. And that's how it should be. Like that's the way it always has been in cultures. Um, if you look at the bathhouse culture in Finland and in Russia and Greece. in Greece, yeah. Like they've always used it that way. So that's what we're trying to bring back. And then we also have created classes, which make us stand out from any other bathhouse per se that is social is that we have these sauna classes and they are, again, they provide a space for everyone to go on the same journey, but have their own experience. So their emotional regulation classes and diving into your inner power with prompts and breath work and movement and everyone's doing it together. So it's, it's pretty, um, it's pretty unique experience. That was something that was interesting for me to notice when I was there last week or the week before where we all kind of went through the same thing, but at, at the end of that last little bit of integration, we all kind of had a chance to share what came up for us in the class. And it was like a very wide range of things that came up for different people, even though we had all just gone through the exact same class. And speaking to the class as well, like I had done the the, the ice and the sauna previous to, to Othership in the in the, in the the backyard a couple of years ago. But, um, and some of my friends that, that I went with were like, we, we don't have to do a class. Like you've done this before. Like you can just take us through it. And I'm like, no, no, no. I've been in it before. I don't know how to, I don't know how to orient the class. I don't know how to like do all the things. And like, it's not just the cold and the hot. They're going there. It's for, it's for everything. And so, so we did that. And then when, when we, we went, you guys did the Saturday night fever class for the, for the first time, which was not what, what I was expecting, but ironically was exactly what I needed personally. And it was, for me, it was like, okay, we're going to go there. It's going to be like kind of very meditative. You're going to go deep, you know, some stuff is going to come up for you, like, you know, whatever your thing is. And then we get there and we're like dancing and screaming and like moving around. And I was like, all right, like, let's, let's do it. That's exactly what we needed. Cause for me, what needed to come out was like this surrender and this like letting go and, and, and getting out of that shell to, to do that kind of stuff. And I would have never done that by myself. I could have sat in the sauna by myself and go in the cold tub by myself. Yeah, I can do that. But it's the class in the community, just like you, you just mentioned, Amanda, that that's what makes it special because it's not just the physical. It's it's some intangible other thing that I don't know that there's a word that we can really describe it other than community that that makes it that much better and more impactful. Yeah, the word that we've been using is belonging. You just have this inherent sense of belonging. And like, I don't want to scare 
away any of the listeners. Like it sounds sort of intense. Like we're coming. I had no clue what to expect. Next thing you know, like I'm dancing. <laughs> what was happening? And and that's kind of what we've been noticing is people that haven't come yet. They're like a little bit intimidated. They're hearing the stories. Like whoa. Like am I gonna have to do this? But it's this crazy. Like I said, it just happens very naturally. It's just like all of a sudden you're here, you're partaking, and you just you have this natural inclination. You're not even like, okay, I have to break down my shells and I have to do this. It's like, my shell's broken. I want to do this. Mm-hmm. You just kind of have to experience it for yourself. But that's just within the inherent power within the hot and cold to get us to feel into ourselves, to feel into our bodies and to open us up. Yeah, maybe to, to clear up what I was saying. It wasn't like we just got there, we didn't do anything, and then we just started dancing and screaming. It was like there was a talk before, we went into the sauna, we did a lot of breathing, yeah. and we did a lot right. of other things. We built up to it, and then by the end, the last couple minutes, that's when it kind of built up, built up, built up, and, and got to that point. But by that time, it's like I wasn't worried about that. I wasn't thinking about that. The thought of, oh, this is not what I thought I was going to come here for was like was long gone because, again, like you said, right. my shell was broken, and I was I was ready for whatever whatever was coming. Right. So it's, exactly. it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's, it's, it's very, very, very impressive. Um, let's take a step back just to talk a little bit more about the cold. I know we kind of went into some of the details of, of the hot. What are some of more of the, uh, of the science and some of the more hardcore benefits of the, of the cold therapy? Yeah. So when you get into the cold, you know, like I said, it falls into the same scientific phenomenon known as hermesis, but the main difference is that the hot, it feels naturally good heat is naturally life-giving the sun warmth protection so you feel good in the sauna for the first 5 10 15 minutes it's after that point that you start to feel that discomfort whoa this is getting really hot this is getting really intense that's when we always instruct our juniors you want to keep in it for another 5 10 minutes feel into the discomfort rest in the discomfort that's when you know that the good pathways are being activated the cold you don't need to worry about any of that any of that the moment your toe touches the water it's 2 degrees celsius water so you feel your nervous system your sympathetic nervous system being fully activated your body is saying whoa something is up immediate danger like you know panic a little bit but we have the option to override that panic knowing how profoundly good it is for us knowing that we are the ones in control that we can come out, we have a hot sauna to come into afterwards, so we're not actually in a state of danger, knowing that we're going to feel so alive on the other side, we can override this response. We still have all these physiological processes taking place. Norepinephrine, like I said, is increased threefold. That is a neurotransmitter and a hormone. As a neurotransmitter, it acts as that uh, state of consciousness responsible for alertness, um, our vigilance, um, our attention, our focus. So we are dialed into a present state of awareness with ourselves and our immediate surroundings. And that's where we love to take this and use it as an opportunity to mindfulness. This practice is a gateway into mindfulness. You're not thinking about yesterday. You're not thinking about tomorrow. It is right now because it is so intense. And that allows for us to feel into the right now, to feel into the cold. Yes, this is intense. Might feel a little bit uncomfortable, but we can learn to rest in observation and awareness of this intense, beautiful experience. So it's it becomes a celebration of life and of your body and of living to feel it so wholeheartedly. And then the other thing that norepinephrine does is it is a hormone that is uh, responsible for our anti-inflammatory response. So there's widespread inflammation decrease throughout the entire body. And again, inflammation is one of the two number one biomarkers um, measured for longevity. 
those with low inflammation scores live longer, and that is irrefutable. So any way in which we can reduce our inflammation scores, Y level is profoundly good for us. Norepinephrine is also activated because it acts as a vasodilator. So all our blood vessels are constricted. All the blood is shunted from our limbs into our core to keep ourselves warm. Um, um, immune system scores go through the roof. White blood cell count is a increase by a couple hundred percent. Um, and what else? Metabolism. Yeah. Metabolism spike. Absolutely. This is your uh, weight loss area now. <laughs> yeah. Metabolism spikes by threefold, which is amazing because your body needs to warm up, has to go through a state of thermogenesis and shaking, and it wants to reserve like energy in stores. So it starts to flip your white fat into brown fat, and the brown fat is what you use for energy. So there's actually this exchange that happens. Um, so yeah, if you're looking to get that six pack, then get in the ice. If you ignored everything Harry just said, it'll, it'll, it, it can maybe help you lose weight. So do it. <laughs> it absolutely does. Yeah. There's two, two primary ways, two of the only ways that our body knows how to gain heat from, uh, internally endogenous, one of which is shivering. And the other of which is using fat as that energy store to just burn it off and raise the internal temperature. So it has been shown scientifically to reduce, um, to produce fat to, to aid in weight loss. And then, yeah, the big one that Harry mentioned over there as well as the immune system. Uh, they did a study of winter swimmers versus summer swimmers, and they found that winter swimmers had um, more white blood cells in their body than summer swimmers. So there's been studies there that show that. And again, proof from the team, like we, we all cold constantly. And um, all of us have these stories of like getting sick so much before I used to get sick once a month, like wicked sinus infections, like, so like take me out for like three days. And I actually went to go see a naturopath. I went to go see a lot of people. I had thought I had this like fungus in my body. It was bizarre what was going on. And ever since I started cold plunging, I, I don't get sick. I even, wow. you know, I think we all had COVID during this period and my COVID was like eight hours and it was like a little bit of runny nose tested positive, but nothing else happened to me. Um, cause I definitely attested to the cold exposure. And then finally, just, and this is kind of the very tangible, this is the very noticeable, you can feel it wholeheartedly in your body and in your state of consciousness is just the widespread release of neurotransmitters and hormones that give rise to our state of consciousness. So norepinephrine goes through the roof, adrenaline, dopamine, serotonin, endorphins. So you just feel into this very alive, very present, very joyful and ecstatic state of consciousness after you come out, after you've conquered the cold, you feel like you are just on top of the world. And like Amanda said, like it's, it's profoundly felt for the first half an hour after you come out of the cold, but it lingers. Like those receptors for endorphins are open up for 24 hours after you come out of the cold and you don't become dependent on them. You, you don't um, adapt to them. So every time you head into the cold, all these benefits are kicking in the same amount that they do when you did the previous day. You never acclimatize to these benefits that are acting in. So it really just is this catalyst for a state shift from us feeling uncomfortable or not really ourselves or our toe is in the sympathetic nervous system to fully shifting our state into one of more wholeness, connectivity, and just feeling good. And that all happens within 30 seconds, which is amazing. 30 seconds is like the first, that's, that's the period of time where your body goes to that transformation. And other shift, we encourage people to go, if they can, to two minutes and then exit the tub. Two minutes, like the next 90 seconds is the like mental, like Harry said, like setting in that present moment, 
um, watching people sit there, like, like they're in a deep meditation, like they're in a peaceful place. Like that is the 90 second mark of like, okay, I'm, I'm relaxed. I'm in this. And then everyone exits. And like Harry said, you don't acclimatize. You can come every day. You'll get the exact same benefits, but the sauna, you'll get those benefits still, but you have to eventually, you, it's like a cardiovascular workout. You start to get a little bit used to the heat. You can build the tolerance. So you got to push a little bit harder and harder. Um, but the cold is just your best friend. <laughs> and, and is that because the cold is a little bit more like it's around you, like the, the sauna, the hot air is around you, but it's not as like the cold water is touching you everything. And it's very immediate. Like it, it's very, I don't even know the right word, but it's so strong. As soon as you get in, you feel it immediately. And like, you know, we, we talked about all the science right now and it's like, yes, great, but just do it and you'll know that it's good for you. But is it, is, does that acclimatization happen because the, the, the cold is a little bit more extreme than the hot is because the hot, the hot isn't as instant? Um, you can't think, step into like a hot tub like that doesn't really exist. You can't step into like a tub of fire. To, boiling water. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know the exact science there. I guess what I would probably say is that in the sauna, your cardiovascular system is working up. So think about when you go for a run, you can work that and you can get used to it and build a tolerance. So a sauna mimics like a, a moderate workout. So I guess I would say that, you know, you can build a tolerance with that, but the cold doesn't mimic anything like that. It's just like the pure shock that happens every time. So in my mind, it would just be like, you are exposing yourself to this extreme stress constantly over and over. And yeah, the release happens the same. I, I think, I guess, I don't know, that makes sense. That's what I would say is that there's no, there's no, there's nothing in real life that relates that, that mimics the cold, for instance, but the sauna mimics a workout. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense to me. I think another just a, a testament to the the sense of community or the aspect of community that you guys have with going into the cold is yes, you could do it by yourself, but as soon as you get in there, the immediate response in your brain is is get out because this sucks. I, I don't like this. Get out. That's the immediate message that comes through your brain. But one of my friends who who, who I came with, he said to me, he's like, you know, I, I wanted to get out, but then I kind of opened my eyes and I looked around and I saw that everyone else was like was doing it. And he said, I didn't want to be the only one to get out. And if other, if everyone else can do it, then I can do it too. And we can all do it together. And so that helped him stay in. Whereas if it was just like him and I, or him by himself would have jumped out. And so I think that, you know, again, just creating this community is, is makes it so much more special to be able to go through that together where complete strangers are doing the thing that you are doing and you can all do it together. And if everyone else is experiencing it and it's good, then you can, you can bask in that as well. Yeah. And how cool is that? It's like a stranger helped for you to endure one of the hardest things that you've ever been through. And it's mm -hmm. like, again, words don't need to be spoken. I, I meet up with that person again, back in the sauna. And it's almost like this subconscious, like, wow, man, like I am so grateful to you. And I'm like, so connected to you for that reason. Yeah. And, and especially, I think it's even more powerful with strangers because he also said to me, he said, I know that you had done it before so that you, you know, speaking to me that I wouldn't have a, have a, problem getting through it. So he's like, I wasn't looking at you, but I was looking at these other people who I didn't know what what their story is. And probably some of them are more experienced than me. Not that I'm very experienced in the in the cold or whatever, but you know, just to just to say that, hey, these strangers are doing it. I can do it too. We can all do this together and just build up that sense of community. You talk to people after and it's like you're all best friends. Meanwhile, 30 minutes ago you didn't even know their name. And maybe still didn't even know their name. Don't remember their name. But <laughs> but we were we were very close for that little bit of time. Exactly. Yeah. It's amazing. Watch people come out. They're all high-fiving each other. They're like, yeah, we know we did this. <laughs> and then the uh, the mood of the sauna is just so much more connected and people are talking to each other. So it's, it's pretty great. Yeah. We, we've had this garage space open for the past two and a half years. It was kind of like our little tester facility, beta tester, just to see if this was really a concept that the world needed uh, to build our community, our network, and to refine our own concept. And 
one of the most beautiful things that arose from that was just to see these strangers come together. They booked at the same time, they met within the sauna, and then they're best friends now. And we've seen this instance over and over and over now where it just shows the ambitions. It's like you've been, you know, into this, like the sauna is like a time capsule. <laughs> and it just like accelerates time where you 10 minutes spent in the sauna is like you spent a whole day with this person. And all of a sudden, like you are just like so deep. So we've seen tons of true long lasting friendships being made within the hot and cold experience. It's so true. Like imagine I met saw that person at a coffee shop instead and we're sitting and we're chatting, having a coffee. And the, the conversation is just so much more surface level when you have your yeah. clothes on and you're like surrounded by all the things that we protect ourselves with. And it's, instead you're sitting in a sauna with them. You're both half naked. You're all of a sudden chatting and the conversation just goes deep immediately. Like it just yeah. goes it, not even deep. It just becomes real. It's mm -hmm. very real. And that's like, when do you ever get to have that? Very rarely. We need we need more of these kind of you know real human connections, real human experiences in our life. And I know that we're we're, we're running a little bit short on time here, so I want to give you guys a chance to talk about you know people who are not in Toronto or or people even like myself who like I live in the GTA but not like downtown. So getting downtown is always you know regularly is not always the easiest thing, et cetera, et cetera. But you guys do have the Breathwork app to to maintain that sense of community and to still get some of the lessons through that. So I want to give you a chance to just talk about the Breathwork app, how that came to be, some of the importance of Breathwork and and, and that kind of stuff. For sure. Yeah. The Breathwork app uh, was actually born out of COVID. It was not on the original plan, um, but it came from, again, empirical evidence from the team um, dealing with actually the stressors of COVID hitting. And we had that little community built from the little garage space. And when we were all told to stay home and not see each other, like loneliness kicked in really fast, depression kicked in, anxiety, stress. In our community, we had this amazing WhatsApp chat from before and everyone's on there saying, hey, like, I know we can't meet in person. Like, you know, we how we're doing those like little in-person breathworks at the space before. Can we try to, to bring them online to Zoom? Like I need something. So really quickly we acted and we, you know, opened Zoom when no one had Zoom on their computers yet. And we, over the course of that whole period, um, we led like a eight week um, breathwork series. And every Sunday we got online at one o'clock and it grew like the first week we had 20, next week we had 40. By the end, we had a hundred people coming on every Sunday to meet, do breathwork with us. And they were deep journeys. They're like hour long journeys, digging into really rep repetitive, fast breathing with, um, you know, specific questions on the holds made people kind of dig into their emotions in that period of time. People all came back online after if they wanted to share, they were welcome to. And what was, what happened was wild. Like people were, you know, in the safety of their own home, in their comfy clothes, and they had their headphones on, they're breathing with the community. And because they felt like they were held by a community, but they were in the safety of their home, they were allowed to go really deep. They were allowed to express themselves. They were crying, they were releasing. And all of a sudden we started getting messages from people like, can I have the recording for that? Can I have, um, Hey, I only have 15 minutes today. Do you have another type of style? So we, out of demand from our community, we started realizing, okay, there's a, there's a need here for something that is like our style of breath work with fun music, engaging prompts, and there's nothing like that out there. So we started just to um, pull back from the Zoom and we spent like a month and a half and recorded and made maybe like 40 different breath works. We made the videos at the Harry's Cottage and we just put together this um, this beautiful platform, I would say in a matter of a month and a half and it took off. And then everyone's like, can I have it on an app? And then all of a sudden the app got built. It launched in January. Um, and it's, it's amazing. It's insane. The amount of downloads we have and the community that came out of it is just, again, 
it's so fulfilling the messages we get from people. Um, there's this one story about this woman that was terrified of leaving her house during COVID. She had so much anxiety. Um, we helped her, showed her like a journey on the app to do, to stick with it. And she wrote us this insane email um, a few months ago, just saying like, I was able to leave my house. I feel confident. I feel like self-love for the first time. And it's, it's wild. So, um, so yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, just to, and just, you know, I, I know we talked a lot about the sauna and the cold. Um, and so we, we kind of have these two businesses, one is the physical and one is the digital. And I just, just to tie it to all together for our listeners, like what is exactly happening? It, it follows the same principle in that the breath is the most direct direct reflection and gateway into our physiology and into our state of consciousness. So with our breath, it is the most powerful tool that we have to shift our state. And it's always on us. It's always available to us. There's a specific breath style for any type of emotion that we want to elicit. So that's kind of the commonality between the hot, the cold, the breath work is that it's the, the capacity for transformation and for shifting our state into a more full, more connected and more whole state of consciousness. Yeah. So on the app, it's uh, laid out as we have an up, a down and an all around. So you can shift your state to be up, which is energized, which is like what the ice bath gives you, which is what coffee gives you. But coffee is that immediate drop after it wears off. Whereas with breathwork and ice and exposure to these like intense short stressors, you can build that adrenaline, build that energy for the day. So we have short bursts of up, we have downs that help just bring you into your body. If you're feeling stressed in that moment, if you need to um, unwind after a work day, if you're looking to go to sleep at night, um, there's certain breath styles that can just with four deep breaths can calm you down. And then there's the all rounds, which is what I was speaking to that we did during the COVID period, which was they're the long releases. They're like 30 minutes to an hour long. They actually shift your state by shutting down the prefrontal cortex, which is that thinking analytical part of our brain that we can get with psychedelics, but you can also get it with your breath, which is amazing. And out of that, you're able to um, access these stored emotions that we keep within us that we don't know how to express really. Even if you go to therapy, you don't really know how to talk about them. And people have been saying that, you know, doing an hour long breath session felt like, oh my God, never have opened up that much before. And we're actually working with therapists that recommend our app to their clients before their session, because it opens people and shows them maybe what truly is going on. Um, so yeah, the point of it is just to keep that digital community alive. You know, we have everyone on there breathing together. You feel like you're with us. You feel like you're just accessing yourself in a new way. So if you're not in the space breathing through the ice or the sauna, you can be at home breathing. And that again, trains your stress response. It trains how you react to life because that breath, like Carrie said, is the direct connection to your state. Yeah. Very beautifully said. It's another one of these very ancient practices that now we're starting to see some quote unquote science on it again, but it's like people have been doing this in various forms for hundreds and thousands of years with very profound benefits. And like you mentioned, there are lots of links to psychedelics and like, yep, those are good for what they're good for. Breath is also good for what it's good for. And like, there's a lot more commonalities between those things than probably most people are, are led to believe. And, and just for anyone who's like, who's listening to this, Amanda and Harry are probably a little bit maybe too humble to to shout this out, but I'll say like Ben Greenfield and Ben Greenfield is like a who's who of this shouted out their breathwork app and saying that it was one of his favorites. Ben Greenfield has tried all the things. So if Ben Greenfield says it's good, like you can be pretty confident that it's good. So congratulations <laughs> on that. And I just wanted to highlight that for you guys because I didn't want you to feel like you're bragging about saying it, but but you should you should brag about that because it's, it's a big deal. <laughs> 
Thank you. Thank you so yeah. Much. And you know, just to just to speak to that, I think one of the things that does make our breathwork stand out from all the other types of breathworks out there is that we aim to make it accessible. And we aim to make it accessible through it being fun and engaging. So like Amanda said, like each session is like artistically curated. We have beautiful music that is paired with the breath. They both fall into a rhythm. So they're kind of like going to the same rhythm. And when the climax for the song comes, that's when you take your big breath in. So it's like this immersive piece of artistry. You wake up in the morning. It's not like, oh, I have to do my breath work because I know it's good for me. It's like, fuck yeah, like let's dive into this. Let's do some awesome breath. And then, you know, just like the curation, like I said, the voice of the facilitator, like what is the tone of the voice? What exactly is being said? Like what is the exact word that will help to unlock the key to the heart of the journey or partaking? So there's meditations and visualizations, NLP and hypnosis that's very subtly and, and artistically baked into the curation of these pieces. And they're not, like Harry said, they're approachable. They're not like woo woo and based in like things that we don't understand you know it's like your morning cup of coffee i can relate to that okay this breath is gonna make me feel like that perfect click like so the titles and the way they're organized are meant for the working person it's meant for the person that doesn't have a mindfulness practice yet that might be struggling with meditation that's never tried meditation that you know downloaded every app and never stuck with it like that's who we are for we're for the I think the general audience of people that are just like, oh my God, I don't, I can't do this. Well, you can, we created something that all of us use because we were all in that space before. Like we've all been there and really felt like meditation is hard. I can't stick with it. Well, this is like the alternative. That's fun. Exactly. All, all humans have to breathe. So breathwork is for all humans. So that's, that's the way exactly. that, I, that I might think about it. It's perfect. Awesome guys. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. I wish we had, we had much longer time to, to chat and maybe we'll, we'll do a part two or I would actually like to try and get a bunch of listeners and, and people from Toronto and do like a whole thing at Othership. And maybe I'll talk to you about that later, but if you're listening and you want to do that, send me a message. I'll get it. I'll get it organized. Um, in closing, is there anything else that you guys want to say before letting people know all the contact info? Um, I just, yeah, it's just a privilege to be on here. Every time we speak about what we're putting in the world, it makes me so happy. And if any of this stuff interested you at all, or, um, you know, you have questions, like we're, we're open to talk to anyone as well. So you can reach out to us on our social media, um, our email, we have a chat bot in our website, um, because it is, it can feel intimidating sometimes. Like you said, like it's, it's new for a lot of people, but I promise you, you're going to feel incredible on the other side. That has been the story time and time, time again. So please feel free to reach out to us. And uh, yeah, we hope to see you in the space or on the app with us. Um, yeah. Anything for you, Harry? No, just an absolute pleasure to be here. And um, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you guys so much. What, what is, are the social media handles and the address of Othership just for, for listeners? And I'll put it in the show notes as well. For sure. Yeah. So those that live in Toronto, um, for the physical space, it's 425 Adelaide street West, um, right downtown Toronto. And then the uh, Instagram is othership.to that's for the physical space. And then othership.app that's for the breathwork app. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. I very much appreciate you to everyone listening. Othership in Toronto, othership.to on Instagram, othership.app and the othership, the, the app on the app store is othership as well. Follow them. Come check it out if you're in Toronto. Uh, say hello to me if you're there. Say hello to Amanda and Harry if, if you see them there. Um, and that's that. Uh, breathe. Go in the ice. Do some do some good stuff for yourself. <laughs> Give me a follow on Instagram as well while you're at it, at Daniel Yoris. Give the podcast a rating review. Share with a friend who needs to hear this and all that stuff. I appreciate each and every one of you. 
Have a great day.